Hi friends, my name is Kelly Rowland and this is my podcast, Brazen and Brave. So since I was a teenager, I have prayed to God that I would live a life that isn't limited by my own beliefs and that I would really go after and be brave and live the life that God has called me to live. And that's really what this podcast is about. In every single episode, we are going to dig into the word. We're going to have real conversations and be honest, real humans to talk about how can we live a life that is brave? How can we live a life that is bold and courageous? And how can we take steps and take action and be unafraid about what the world has to say about it? Friends, I hope you're excited as I am. So let's dig into this episode of Brazen and Brave. friends. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. So sorry about my craziness with the podcast. I'm really working to be consistent, but you know, I'm human and I'm figuring it out. And with that being said, I'm still insanely excited to share this message with you today. I've been wanting to record this for weeks now, but it's just been insanity. Um, so I've had this on my heart for some time and I'm really excited to talk about it. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about friendship and I want to challenge ourselves with being the kind of friend that Jesus needed in the garden of Gethsemane. And I think this passage for me, it teaches me so much. It inspires me it gives me so much connection to who Jesus was, especially when he walked this earth and really understanding that he was human and he felt all the emotions that we felt. And he longed for friendship. He desired friendship. He valued friendship. He valued connection with people. And even Jesus, the son of God, needed friendship and he needed people. And before I even jump in to scripture and into the podcast, I want to challenge ourselves to be honest with ourselves that we too need connection. We too need friendship because if you're like me, there's been times in my life as a busy, busy working mom where I tell myself I don't have time for friendship or it's okay that I'm not connecting deeply with people because I'm just too busy. I have too much on my plate. I don't have time for that. And I trick myself to believe that that's the way it's supposed to be. And that's just the way it's going to be. And I can tell you that that's not true. And I have come to learn that over time. And I have to say that this year has been such a blessing when it comes to friendships. I feel more connected to my friends than I ever have and I'm more thankful to my friends than I've ever, ever been. And it's because it requires work and it requires intentionality. So if you find yourself feeling lonely today and you're you're really just saying, hey, this is as good as it's gonna get. I don't have time for friends. I don't know how to make friends. I would venture to say, don't let that be your truth because if Jesus 
needed friendship and needed connection, we absolutely do too. And of course, throughout scripture, there's plenty of examples and passages about the importance of connection and friendship. But for today's podcast, that's a whole entirely different podcast in itself. I really want to talk about what kind of friend are we being? What kind of friend do we want to be? Because when I was reading in Matthew before the arrest of Jesus, when he goes into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, it really struck me in a lot of different ways. And one of those ways is how he talks about friendship and how he talks about desiring support, desiring connection, and just desiring the need, really the need to be around people. So again, this is right before Jesus was seized and arrested and was sent to the cross to die for our sins. So I'm going to read just a little bit in Matthew chapter 26, starting at verse 36. So Matthew 26, 36. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And so those are the verses I really want to focus on. And those verses, at least for me, they're so very powerful. They're so very insightful. And they really give me a big piece of who Jesus is and who Jesus was and allow me to connect with him even deeper because he's so honest and candid about how he's feeling. And so just to summarize verses 39 through 45, this is again right before he gets arrested. He, he goes and he kind of separates himself a little bit from his disciples and he starts to pray. And as it says in verse 39, it says, Father, if it is possible, may this tuck be, cup be taken from me. He knows what's about to happen. He's overwhelmed with sorrow. He's saying, hey, I don't know if I can handle this. Take this cup from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. So even though he's overwhelmed, he's saying, but it's your will, Father. Let your will be done. And so he returns to his disciples and he finds them sleeping. So he says in verse 40, couldn't you men keep watch with me just for one hour? He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so he does this two more times where he goes and he prays to his father and he returns and finds them sleeping yet again. So eventually he says in verse 45, then he returned to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the son of man is delivered unto the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. So I really want to focus in on, first of all, Jesus and how he says in the very first verses we read back in verse 38, his soul is overwhelmed. This is Jesus that we're talking about. The most perfect man who's ever walked this earth. He felt emotions. He had feelings. He said that he was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So 
there is a reason he asked these disciples to go with him into the garden to begin with. He could have gone into the garden by himself because he was giving himself privacy when he was praying to the Father, but that's not what he did. What he did was that he asked for disciples to go with him. He wanted people with him. He needed people with him to help keep watch over him and just to give him that connection of have, having that support system there to know that I am not alone because I cannot even imagine knowing what's about to happen to him. He wants to feel connected to people. So that goes back to what I said in the beginning. Don't don't fool yourself to think that you don't need connection with people because I, I truly believe that that connection is so deeply important and we all need it. We all absolutely need it. And so Jesus in this moment says, hey, I don't want to be alone. Please come with me into the garden because he was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And then he says, stay here and keep watch with me. Stay here and keep watch with me. And that means to be alert, to be awake, to be on guard, to really be there knowing that, hey, they're taking on some of this too. And I can't help but to think when you get back to verse 45, his hour has come, right? Jesus, even though he's been telling his disciples like that this is going to happen, that he's going to die this death and rise again, it, I'm sure it's very hard to imagine this is really going to happen. And so this was their last chance before Jesus died on the cross to be that friend, to be that disciple that was awake and alert and there for him and there for Jesus in his time of need. And, and he was in a time of need. You can see by his prayers, like, Father, take this cup from me. Take it away. And he wants his friends there with him. And so when I read this, I was just overwhelmed with conviction with just really feeling compelled to look at the scripture and ask myself, am I like Peter? Am I like the two sons of Zebedee? Am I alert and awake and supportive and there for my friends when they need to be? And I think that most of us probably fall short on this from time to time because we're human, because we have busy lives. And that's okay. I think we should give grace to ourselves and to each other if we're not the perfect friend. If we do fall asleep on our friends and, you know, metaphorically that could just look like maybe, you know, you haven't checked in with your friend in a while or you know that something happened, you know, something's going through your, your friend's life and you haven't maybe been as supportive as you've needed to or wanted to. Maybe you haven't reached out to try to make plans even though you're busy with your friend that is going through a divorce or going through a hard time with some of their kids or maybe, you know, there's financial problems. Whatever the case is, there's things that we're all going through and we all need that connection and friendship. So really looking at it and saying, how am I being like Peter? How am I being like these two sons of Zebedee? But how can I be more like what Jesus asked for? He wanted his friends just to be there and keep watch. And I also look at this from a spiritual perspective, right? Because it says the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And so for me, as of late, you know, my 
relationship with God is incredibly important, right? It's the most important thing in my life. And then second to that, right, is the relationship my kids, my family, my friends have with the Lord. Now, that's not on me, right, to decide or I can't make anything happen, but I can be an example. I can share the love of Jesus. I can share the love of God. I can do those things. And especially convicted when it comes to, I hope I do those things to my closest friends, right? That's that's important because that's how you're there for your friends. That's how you're there for your family. That's how you stay alert spiritually to help keep watch. You know, there is the awful story that's that's going on about the precious little girl that lost her life to a FedEx driver. And basically, you know, kind of the language around that, the kind of, if you've seen it on social media, it's basically saying, hey, it's really sick and dangerous out there. Let's support each other and watch after for each other. If you see a woman unloading her groceries, just stop for a second and make sure that she's safe and that her kids are safe. And I love that. I really do. And I think in this scripture, it's very similar to that, right? It's how can we keep watch, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally for our friends. I think that if you are someone's friend, that you're taking on partially a responsibility to be there for that person. And again, it doesn't mean that we're going to get it right. We're going to get it perfect, but you take it on and you wear some of that weight and you check on your friends and you watch out for your friends spiritually, emotionally, physically. It, It could mean being honest with our friends, not ignoring things and just letting things go. If you think something's super problematic and you, you think something, your friend's in trouble or they could be in harm or they're harming themselves, that means to step up and be there and keep watch. Stay here and keep watch with me. And I think we can apply this in so many different scenarios and so many different ways, but I know I'm kind of rambling here, but I hope that first and foremost, by just seeing and understanding who Jesus was and who he is and how he did come to earth as a human and he truly walked the earth in human form and felt the things that we feel and went through temptation and went through trials, he was afraid and he needed friendship. If the son of God needed friends on earth, friend, let me tell you that you do as well. No one is out there big enough, strong enough, tough enough that they don't need friendship that they don't need connection. And if you have it with your spouse, fantastic. I do as well, but I venture to say we need it beyond that too. I personally have a very small handful of friends and that's how I love it. That's how I like it. I want to really feed into those friends and be with those friends and spend time with those friends. And doesn't mean you need 15 best friends, right? But I think the friends that we do have, we should keep watch, stay with them, support them, we don't want to be be like Peter in this instance and the two sons of Zebedee when Jesus went. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? <laughs> just one hour. I'm just asking you to be with me. Be supportive, be supportive of me. Keep watch with me. Help me carry this. It says again, when he went back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. And... I know we could equate this to maybe we're busy. We're super busy. We have things to do. We have lots of things that we have in our life that we have to prioritize and get done. But if you're a friend and if we are true friends with people, 
then it takes effort. And I'm telling you, I have learned this lesson this year. And I think it's just a continual cycle of growth. So again, I know I'm kind of rambling in this podcast, but I just wanted to share this passage in case you've never heard it before, you've never read it before, maybe you've never looked at it in this way before, because again, I think we could unpack this, you know, 10 verses of scripture and really, I wrote tons of notes by it that have nothing to do with friendship and a lot to do with other things, but I hope you can learn from our Heavenly Father and from Jesus that it's okay to ask for help, number one that we need connection, that you're going to feel overwhelmed, maybe not to the point of death, but maybe so. Maybe you are overcome with sorrow and you need people to lift you up and keep watch with you. So I'll give an example of this before I close out, but, and I write, I'm writing about this in the book. I And maybe you're like me when sometimes when I'm going through really hard times, I shut down. Truly, I shut down all around all the things. So when we were going through the NICU, I shut down. I didn't work out. I pretty much closed off all of my friends. I didn't respond to many messages unless it was super short. I didn't have the energy. I didn't have the capacity mentally. I just didn't. And it's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I talk about in the book, looking back, I wish I would have found one person beyond just my husband, my family, someone where I could be honest with them to the point where I said, hey, friend, friends, I need you to keep watch with me. I need you to lift me up. I need you to be here, be supportive. And we did have that in our Facebook group. And it was amazing. And really, the more I think about it, that group really did keep us lifted. But I also wish I would have had that one-on-one kind of support, even beyond my husband, right? Because he's already carrying so much weight himself. It's It's too much for him to carry alone. And so... It's so important, y'all, that that we have those people. If you don't have those people, I, I invite you to find those people. And I might make a podcast about this separately, but sometimes it takes putting yourself out there, right? It takes maybe joining a group at church, maybe joining a gym, joining a mom's group. I don't know. I've seen people ask like, hey, I need a friend on Facebook. And I think that's super awesome and amazing and brave because we really all need friendship. So in closing, just remember and think about it after you listen to this. What kind of friend are you? Are you sleeping on your friends? (laughs) Are you keeping watch with them? Are you checking in on them? Because that's the kind of friends that we need. We need friends that are alert, that check on us, that keep watch with us, that love us. So I just challenge us all to, to be the kind of friend that Jesus needed in that moment. To be the kind of friend that even though we're tired, we keep our eyes open because that's what Jesus needed. Even though we're busy, we take out 30 minutes to go meet our friends for coffee. Even though we have so much to do that we send a quick text message to check on our friends. So just be the kind of friend that Jesus needed in the garden. And I love you all. And I will talk to you guys next time. 
y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Brazen and Brave. If you feel encouraged, if you feel a little bit more bold than when we started today, then I am so excited for you. I want to encourage you to go out, take action, and to go after your goals. And if you feel empowered, give someone some of your light. Share that love. Share that encouragement. And I hope you have an amazing day. And I will see you next time.